Hello. QueerAF is now an independent community interest company. Our podcast's first four seasons were funded by National Student Pride, and so there might be some old calls to action in them. For the most up-to-date info on our podcast that funds budding LGBTQIA plus audio producers, visit wearequeeraf.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter that sums up the LGBTQIA plus world and supports queer creatives kickstart their career. Enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the National Student Pride podcast. I'm Student Pride press officer Charlie Mabus, and this month we're joined by BuzzFeed UK's LGBT editor Patrick Strudwick. We spoke about his Broken Rainbow exclusive. When you are exposing anything or anyone, you have a very important public role. The importance of Bisexuality Day. The portrayal of bisexuality hasn't properly been unpicked. And why sex education should be compulsory. We have young people who are dealing with their own identity without sufficient resources. And we wonder why there's still loads of unfriendly Welcome to the National Student Pride Podcast. Welcome to the National Student Pride Podcast, where we keep our pride of conversation continuing all year round. If you haven't listened before, every month we invite Student Pride speakers, friends and supporters to come on the show to get to know them better and get their views on the topics the LGBT plus community wants to talk about. And hi, I'm Jamie Wareham, that other presenter from the Student Pride podcast. But I spent so much time trying to find a decent cat gift to send Patrick to impress him, I actually ran out of time to make it to the interview. So Charlie has tasked me to record some bits for today's show. But for now, I'm going to leave you with Charlie to interview Patrick Strudwick from BuzzFeed. Enjoy. This month, we're joined by BuzzFeed UK's LGBT editor, who helped expose Broken Rainbow's financial problems that resulted in the charity collapsing. Here with us today, the award-winning journalist Patrick Strudwick. So let's start with the potentially biggest story that you got your hands on. The BuzzFeed exclusive exposed the dodgy spending behind the scenes of the UK's only LGBT domestic violence charity, Broken Rainbow. I imagine that was a pretty busy time for you at work. Well, certainly it's the case that when you are embarking on an investigation of any kind, you have to do a lot more than readers probably imagine that you have to do. Um... I mean, since I've been at BuzzFeed, uh, I've done two uh, very in-depth investigations, the Broken Rainbow one and also an investigation into historical sexual abuse. And uh, that took a year. The Broken Rainbow um, uh, story took a couple of months or possibly three or four months. Um, But really what you're having to do is 
uh, ensure that every single last detail is proven, is evidenced, that every line will get past the lawyers, uh, that you are you are absolutely fail safe in your reporting, um, and that you do absolute justice to the subject matter. How did the exclusive come about? How did you find out about the whole Broken Rainbow thing? A whistleblower from the charity got in touch. We met at a certain location. We had an initial conversation where he gave me an overview of what what, uh, in his version of events was going on and he showed me some documents. Uh, He gave me those documents. I went away. I started going through them and we met up again. We had several other conversations and from there it was a question of going through hundreds and hundreds of um, documents and files to understand what had been happening uh, from a financial um, management perspective. Then it was also a question of speaking to a number of individuals who've been involved with the charity. Um, To build up a picture, when you're looking at primary evidence, you have to look at as much evidence as you possibly can to ensure that you are seeing the, the entirety or as much of the entirety as you possibly can in order that your story is representative of um, the overall workings of whatever you're describing or whoever you're describing. Is it difficult to not get involved at a kind of activism level when you're doing such an in-depth investigative piece? Really, it doesn't make a huge difference whether it's a big investigation or whether it's a quick exclusive news story or whether it's an interview. The fact is, what I do for a living is very much entwined in who I am, in what I am, in my personal life, my personal beliefs, my community, my uh, loved ones. What I do is who I am in a way that's not often the case with journalists. It is particularly the case with me. I have been involved in certain kinds of some elements of activism over the years, less so now because I stick more closely to reporting, investigating, interviewing. But obviously, I'm writing about my own people, if you will, and that matters intensely to me. It matters that I get it right. It matters that I'm fair. It matters enormously that I tell our story more than anything else and I really believe in that as a vehicle for social change I really believe that if you tell stories of LGBT people uh, that can have a profound effect on the culture it humanises us it makes us three-dimensional it makes us relatable it means that the underlying issues around humanity and empathy and love come through if you do your job properly and ultimately what I what I seek to do in my work principally as well as exposing wrongdoing is to reveal the humanity of LGBT people. 
There are media outlets whose entire focus is LGBT stories that might not necessarily get the attention that they deserve in the mainstream media, like Gay Star News. A few years ago, there was a student pride panel where we had some people talk about kind of LGBT representation in the media and why it's so important for those characters to be in TV shows and films. This is screenwriter and director of Milk, Dustin Lance Black, speaking at National Student Pride 2015. Really, what the film business is doing, and TV business in particular, is we're trying to keep up, frankly. We're trying to keep up with the change. Do you think it's important to have specific places to go for LGBT media, or do you hope that one day more LGBT stories will be included in all of mainstream media? I mean, ultimately, what I believe in is good journalism. And good LGBT journalism. I don't particularly mind whether that journalism appears in LGBT-specific outlets or whether it appears, um, as with BuzzFeed, as a section within a mainstream context. I think there's room for both. I think there's an argument for both. The principal concern for me is that great journalism about LGBT people is put out there. Now, there are all sorts of threats to that, not just within mainstream media, but also within the LGBT media. There are all sorts of market forces at play and cultural forces at play, which make it difficult. Um, I come from both a mainstream background and an LGBT background in terms of my journalistic experience. I spent many years um, working for national newspapers, writing about LGBT issues when few people were. And there were there are massive problems doing that because, uh, for the most part, newspapers are run by straight people. When I say for the most part, I mean for the whole part. Um, we do not have any gay national newspaper editors in this country. Um, What you find, what I found, was that therefore I was constantly banging on the doors of editors trying to explain to them why subject X and subject Y were both important uh, inherently and also should be reported on because all sorts of people would want to read about it. That was an uphill struggle. It was always difficult. So what I'm saying is what I would like to see is... uh, mainstream news outlets hire LGBT-specific reporters and editors because, I'm sorry, straight people just can't tell certain stories, can't access certain stories. There's a reason why all sorts of people come to me with stories, and that's because they know that I understand the issues, they know that I'm part of the community, as well as whatever they might else they might think about um, the nature of my journalism, straight people just don't have access to certain things. So obviously we've got Bisexuality Day coming up, and on the topic of acknowledging important topics to the LGBT community, why would you say that that's such an important thing to look at? Because obviously there are problems like bisexuality erasure in society. I mean, the whole the whole issue around the portrayal of bisexuality is, of course very complicated and hasn't properly been unpicked really anywhere. There's an awful lot more work to do 
here and in all other news outlets um, and entertainment outlets. And there's all sorts of complicated reasons for that, and mostly social and societal reasons around the way that bisexual people are viewed by every section of, of the community. We will be doing things here. We do do things here uh, around bisexuality. Of course, it is the case that there are issues specific to bisexuality. And it's also the case that there are, real, there are good reasons why bisexuality and bisexual people are not always um, obviously included in other stories because, for example, if you're talking about same-sex marriage and the fight for same-sex marriage, well, actually, what you're talking about um, is inequality in the law around gender. So you're not talking about bisexual marriage or gay marriage, actually. It just comes off as a gay story. There isn't a journalistic reason to specifically point out bisexuality in, a, in reports around equal marriage or same-sex marriage. And at the same time, bisexual people are part of that movement and will be massively affected by it. So it's tricky. You know, there are, as I say, there are perfectly good reasons why bisexuality is not mentioned sometimes. However, there are also all sorts of areas where more work needs to be done to ensure that the many complex facets of the bisexual experience are conveyed in a compelling and three-dimensional way. And I would like to do more of that, uh, as I think everyone at Buzzfeed LGBT would. It's not always easy. Now, you've done some truly incredible things as an LGBT journalist. Um, LGBT people with a platform often find themselves in the position of giving talks to younger LGBT people and taking on that kind of role model position in a way that no straight person with a platform could. Here is an old clip of Patrick filmed for Proactive Diversity. Patrick is speaking on the theme, It Gets Better. You get to a stage where those who don't approve, who hate, who uh, call you names... They are no longer the, the monster towering over you, but a deluded, scared fool somewhere in the distance. They just don't matter to you anymore. What's it like thinking about that now? Is there anything else that you'd kind of add or extra stuff you'd say to people? It's tricky because, yes, of course I want to say to young LGBT people that it gets better. But it's easy for me to say that, isn't it? Because it happened to get better for me. And also, I am white, and I am male, and I am educated, and I'm middle class, and I live in London. You know, I'm freakishly lucky. And I would love for people to feel hope hearing me say it gets better. And I'm also very acutely aware that how useful is my voice and my experience to a 14-year-old today who's living in the middle of nowhere, who has a comes from a conservative or religious background that's intolerant, who has all sorts of compound um, identities or issues which, you know, make life a lot harder. Um, I found life hard and I'm extremely lucky. I, I'm constantly astonished that 25 years after I came out, I still have teenagers contact me who are in a terrible state. And, you know, this absolutely spurs me on in what I do because in some regards so little has changed. And that's an absolute tragedy. 
and it's such an unspoken tragedy because so much of what we are told from most of the media is that things are fine and they're not you know the, the, one of the reasons for that is not just that there are straight people that predominate in positions of power and influence in the media but also that those straight people know lots of gay people who are by virtue of the proximity to those powerful people themselves lucky and privileged so they see gay life through the prism, prism of people like me who have it really good and have absolutely no, no contact with a suicidal teenager who has no agency, who whose own family despise them um, and who have to deal with violence at school. So all of us need to shout louder about the reality uh, therein so that, I mean, even the absolute basics get covered, by which I mean... Uh, statutory uh, sex and relationships education, which includes LGBT issues. It is astonishing to me that in 2016, we still do not have um, compulsory sex education in this country. That, you know, only uh, a few months ago, the Conservative government chose not to pass that. You know, Cameron, it would seem, intervened to block that. Uh, so we have young people who are dealing with their own identity without sufficient resources. And we wonder why there's still loads of homophobic bullying. Check. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So how important do you kind of think it is for LGBT celebrities to come out and make a stand and show to younger people that they are okay? There is a good argument to be made that public figures have a social responsibility to be out about being LGBT. That, of course, is also a tricky area. Because, of course, there are all sorts of powerful and compelling reasons why people don't come out. Even lucky, privileged, rich people with power in public life don't come out. That said, that doesn't actually detract from the fact that there is a moral duty to do right in life generally. And given that coming out is the most powerful weapon that we have, a community it is the thing which has transformed the human rights the legislation 
societal attitudes for LGBT people. We we need it desperately, and we need our public figures to come out. Therefore, there is a there is a moral duty to do that. I also understand why people don't, and we in any um, I would seek to resist judging those who don't because you don't know what the personal um, and individual private circumstances of a person are. It's great when public figures come out, and it's not everything. Role models have a particular potency um, for young people, um, particularly under the age of 25, and particularly teenagers. In short, I would always encourage everyone, public figures or otherwise, to come out, on account of the fact that people generally don't regret coming out, and that actually, however much we might say it's brave to come out, it's in the end much easier to come out than to be in the closet. Being in the closet is an absolutely terrible, dire, lonely, black place to be. It is not living. You know, I'm reminded of a conversation I had a couple of years ago with a photographer who'd spent years travelling around South Africa interviewing female survivors of corrective rape and she'd been interviewing and photographing them and what she said was that out of all the people that she met and interviewed and photographed only two women after they'd been correctively raped modified their appearance in any way shape or form grew their hair out or wore dresses or makeup or anything to uh, help them pass as straight in the eyes of people that see women in quite crass terms. What does that tell us? That tells us that the human instinct to be authentic is so profound that it overrides and often will override even concerns for our own physical safety. And for anyone in the closet that might hear me say that, it's food for thought because what those women, by continuing to dress and act as they were, are telling us is that whatever happens, it's still better to be out of the closet, still better to be authentic. What a powerful note to end on. Thanks, Patrick, for joining us today. This has been the National Student Pride Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I'll be back next month, Charlie, I promise. Thanks, Jamie. Miss you already. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen on the go with Audio Boom, or listen on gaystarnews.com. Don't forget to tweet at Student Pride and let us know what you think of the show. Make sure to also check out our previous episodes. See you next month. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.